Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Our City, Our Life, Our Milwaukee podcast. My name is Luke Orozco here on January 11th. Crazy week we had here in the U.S. of A. <laughs> uh, just about everything you could imagine, including a, uh, a, 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 a attack on the U.S. Capitol. And, I, you know, I just find it funny. Uh, I'm not a political person. I think it's a total, I, I just think it's a joke, all of it. I, I, don't, I don't follow it. Sure, I vote occasionally. Um, I, I you know, I, I just think it's a joke. I think a perfect example is right now, we're, you know, we're going to impeach the president again, uh, the, the president that has literally nine days left in office uh, and that has committed to a peaceful transition. Uh, we're going to do this again. And whether you hate him or not, we got bigger problems. <laughs> so I just think it's a total joke. And I just, I just loved seeing the acrobatics people had to do to respect their, you know, their cult, their side uh, on Wednesday when the Capitol was stormed. You know, I, I just remember Black Lives Matter, uh, you you know, you had the more of the left that was involved in the violence. And it was the statistic I heard was always 94% of them are peaceful. Like somehow that <laughs> cancels out the fact that six of them aren't. Six <laughs> percent of them aren't peaceful. And the right uh, during the same time was this is they're burning down America. This is they're going to burn down America one city at a, at a time. Antifa, you know, all this big fear and, and pandemonium and the world's going to chaos and law and order. Well, so much for the law and order, because then on Wednesday, it was the right that created the violence. And what did they do? Well, it was Antifa. Antifa did it. Yeah, Antifa. Uh, <laughs> and what did the left do? Oh, my God. Trump's a dictator. <laughs> this country's falling apart. It's right against democracy. It's just, it's just funny. I mean, it's just so cult-like that we cannot... <laughs> We don't condemn violence as a country. Uh, it's 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 we condemn violence on 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 the other people's side. So you can go out and and, and burn police stations or storm the freaking U.S. Capitol, and uh, as long as I as long as you and me share the same political beliefs, the same cult beliefs, then uh, then then that, that then that's fine. But if someone on the other side does it, oh my God, the world is falling apart. <laughs> so I just found it funny. But I don't know how I got down on that rant. Uh, we have a loaded show for you today, Milwaukee. I promise, uh, no more, uh, no more politics. Probably offended someone there. I'm sorry, uh, but uh, I don't know. It just, it's interesting. But Milwaukee stuff. I want to talk about the vaccine distribution effort, which, in my mind, is just appalling. Uh, an interesting perspective on Kenosha, which I think really parallels where we're at. Uh, so, and then kind of some rapid fire at the end. Some interesting commercial development uh, developments. Double developments there, but that's all right. Visit Milwaukee's back in the news. The DNC is back in the news, believe it or not. Uh, and then a new Milwaukee movie coming, a new movie that's supposed to be quote-unquote set in Milwaukee. So fun stuff, fun time, fun times ahead here in the, uh, in the, uh, in the Wisconsin. So <laughs> first of all, I want to talk about the vaccine. And, uh, you know, there's big news today now that, you know, the city of Milwaukee has increased their, their, their first doses by 20%. <laughs> and, and Wisconsin, apparently, now we're into the second phase of the vaccine. Um, and they can say all that they want. The story broke, I think it was this weekend sometime, that the state is now pushing back the date of vaccination for assisted living facilities back until January 25th. Basically, early February, late February, mid-February, by the time everyone gets their first dose. And I just rolled my eyes at that because it, it, the, the, the effort here, is, and just on a, on a broad national level, is just appalling. But especially on the local level, we're the worst of the worst here. If you look at the states, I think Wisconsin is, out of 12 Midwestern states, is 10th in the amount of people it's vaccinated. That's not where we want to be. <laughs> um, and, 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 you know, it's just, it's just laughable because from March... Everyone has been praising these, you know, health, whatever they are, health 
directors, uh, health executives, whatever they are, uh, you know, the ones that shut down businesses, oh, they're heroes, uh, you know, the heroes, all, you know, all that nonsense. We praised these people. Uh, and, 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 and they were the ones that ruined livelihoods, ruined lives, uh, virus aside, <laughs> just, the, just the, 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 the lives that you ruined on the financial front, on the home front. People are now homeless. People cannot afford their families. The most violent year recorded in Milwaukee history, that's not a coincidence. Uh, there, I mean, there's just countless other examples. Nonetheless, the idea that this is so, that you keep telling me that this is the worst pandemic, this is a borderline extinction event, we have to do all these measures or we will all die. Sometimes that, I feel like, is the messaging. Um, and, and they say all that, and the only way out of this, the only way out of this mess is this vaccine. And they've had months. They've had March and April and May and June and July and August, September, October, November uh, to plan their initiatives, to plan out their, their, their plan to get the vaccine to people, a mass vaccination. Uh, <laughs> nonetheless, in November, when you first heard about it, they had a month to, to, to when, when all the details were finalized. And they keep pushing it back. And especially in assisted living facilities where... Um, <laughs> assisted living facilities residents counted for 37% of Wisconsin deaths. And, you know, we just went through this big surge. So besides all the nonsense that you're putting through, putting normal people through, here's the people that actually need it. And uh, we'll start it in February. You know, if we don't push it back till April, I mean, eventually we got to get the shots in the arms. And Tony Evers came out and said Trump's against him and he's holding back stuff. I, 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 for once, I, I kind of believe that excuse. Something tells me that's right. Something tells me there's a lot of truth in that. Uh, <laughs> something tells me that, that, that however that is, 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 whatever that dynamic is, it's, it's, it's definitely not fair to the people of Wisconsin. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, we got to figure this crap out. This, this is a, a you-know-what show. Uh, you know, it, it's, just, it's just appalling. And, and here we go, February, uh, maybe March, uh, maybe April. And, and the days go back and back and back. And nonetheless, the U.S., the U.S. of A., who has prided themselves on this, I mean, I just compare it to World War II, where you had A.O. Smith and Harley Davidson overnight turn their entire factories into producing wartime goods. And I'm not saying this is anything like a producing, you know, tanks and, and planes and bombers, but there was this thing that, everyone's in this together and everyone is on this vaccine together even the corona deniers even the corona anti-lockdowners which sometimes i kind of fit into uh which if we just get the vaccine we all go back to normal so everyone's on board here but this is just an appalling effort by the by the us of a and especially the state of wisconsin milwaukee just got their first vaccine this week i'm like seriously the biggest metropolitan area in the state <laughs> got it a month later huh that something doesn't make sense there so I, I don't know. And, and now, you know, now the Wisconsin Center is this big vaccine hub and people are making it all big to do out of it. And we're all safe. Right. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't have any, <laughs> any confidence in any of this. Nonetheless, they still haven't finalized the plan. The plan still isn't finalized. It's just laughable. It really is. I want to touch a little bit on Kenosha. I feel like this, the whole Kenosha, the whole Kenosha just kind of got just swept under the rug. Uh, but Wednesday night, the day before, just a mere hours before the U.S. Capitol was stormed, and obviously that took precedent over everything, uh, the National Guard was in Kenosha. The military was in the street on the streets of Kenosha, anticipating a <laughs> a riot that <laughs> would be at the similar magnitude that they saw that that, w that we're all going to see at the U.S. Capitol just a mere hours later. And I think it was interesting because. Because it turns out, 
after all that, all those tanks, all those jeeps, all those cannons, all those choppers, uh, turns out they weren't so needed after all, as the protest was an actual protest, there was no violence, there was no burning, there was no looting, which is all a good thing. And I was thinking about this, and I'm thinking, why is this time anything different? We saw it in Tosa. Uh, well, with Tosa, <laughs> I, I, I was up all night that night following it. it was, I mean, I'm not looting anything, <laughs> thing, but I just, it, I mean, it was, I mean, it was big to do. I mean, we uh, canceled schools in Wawa. Tosa. Tosa canceled schools. They're like, no, don't leave your house. <laughs> I don't know what they thought <laughs> in the morning. I mean, literally, they thought, I don't know what they thought. But nevertheless, <laughs> I, I, I was thinking, why is this so different? Why is this peaceful? And you could think, oh, well, the National Guard, yada, yada, yada. And, and I don't think so. I don't think that's the case. And then it hit me. I think it was because it was freezing cold that night. And hear me out. All throughout the summer, we saw and there is sustainable evidence from the people that, I don't know, investigate this, that the people causing the violence were not native to that community, were not local to that community. And I think we could all agree that no sane person <laughs> goes out with a torch and lights their own city on fire. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's go burn this place down. You know, hit my house. <laughs> Hit my house first. I mean, no one wants that. Hit my business. We got some cash registers in the back. I mean, no one does that. <laughs> uh, you know, that would be totally irrational. I mean, that would be a whole different type of human being. So you have people from outside the area that don't give a damn what happens in, 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 in Kenosha when they live in, you know, Chicago or, or you know, Beloit or wherever they live. They don't care. They don't care. And, uh, it was summer, and the corona tensions were high, and stress was at an all-time high, and people just were just had enough. <laughs> they just had enough, and they say, "Hey, Jimmy, you want to take a you know 30-minute drive up to Kenosha and 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 see what's going on there?" I mean, I was tempted not to loot, but not, not to burn anything down. But when the uh, when the rioters came right down my street, I said, "I gotta kind of I gotta gotta kind of see what's happening not going on here." And and and. Probably the same thing for the for the rioters and the looters and the and the burners. Uh, they got there, mom mentality. You're not gonna get you're not gonna get caught stealing anything. So you go there, you throw some bricks. One thing leads to another. A big bang, boom. The whole city's burned down. I.e. Minneapolis. I.e. Kenosha. Uh, <laughs> you know, and that's all fine and fine and dandy when it's a nice summer night when you could be out when you're you know unemployed because of the corona or whatever it is. But uh, not when it's twenty. You know, not when it's nineteen degrees and snowing in Wisconsin uh, in December. Uh, it's cold, and people don't like to be in the cold. So that whole aspect of kind of fun, we kind of, you know, we go hang out there, we kind of see what's happening, and maybe we'll throw a brick, maybe we'll have some fun, maybe we'll relieve some stress, you know, have a little fun. That, that kind of goes out the window when you're going to, to the Arctic tundra, <laughs> when you're going to, you know, seven feet of snow. <laughs> and I know we don't have seven feet, but you know what I mean. Uh, so I, 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 I think I think on Tuesday night, you saw Kenosha Kenosha-ins, Kenoshans, I don't know what they're called, people that live in Kenosha, people that live in Kenosha protesting. And they, because they are rain, rational human beings, they don't go burning down the city. And so you saw a predominantly peaceful protest. Uh, and the outside noise, the outside violence, the outside trouble was non-existent because no one wants to go hang out in 20-degree weather. <laughs> Hey, some rapid fire topics at the end here. Uh, the DNC is back in the news, and I <laughs> was kind of hoping it wouldn't be out of the news at least for a couple of years. You know, I, I've been I, <laughs> I've been going through the grieving process. I've been, you know, I, I'm past that stage. I'm on to the uh, to the to trying to you know move on with my life stage, and uh, <laughs> back in the news again uh, because visit Milwaukee. You know, the uh, the tourism based uh, what are they organization locally gave a what was left over from their DNC. You know 
Lollapalooza, which turned out to be uh, not so Palooza, <laughs> gave about $50,000 to local businesses. And I tweeted out the night that the DNC moved to a all-virtual or whatever they called it. I said, you know, people in Milwaukee gave, businesses gave a lot of money uh, because they knew they were going to reap the benefits of that money. They gave millions of dollars. Uh, it's kind of a return on your investment thing. We give $10 million, the DNC comes here, our sale, you know, we gain $20 million in sales, <laughs> in, in, in economic activity. And I thought it was kind of just, I, I just thought, I just thought that as the DNC, as the Democratic National Committee, you raised all this money, you, you know, the, all these people gave this money anticipating this big Lollapalooza that didn't happen. Uh, you don't need all that money to, to, to put on a to, to, to build one little podium in the, in the Wisconsin in one half of the Wisconsin Center, and so you would you would think that maybe they would give some of that back, especially now that businesses are not only struggling because there's no DNC, but they're struggling because of all the other factors in the world. And that was not the case, of course, because it's politics. But nevertheless, Visit Milwaukee did, and you know, fifty thousand. I don't know how far that goes to every business that gave you know millions of dollars to the to the to the darn thing, but um, good to see, good to see. Next thing, if, you, if you've been paying attention to the news recently, a lot of commercial development news and a lot of commercial development news in regards to affordable housing. And this, this has been going on. I mean, I saw there was a couple buildings on the south side, a couple, couple downtown. There was one in River West. I mean, they're everywhere. And, I, you know, I was thinking about this because about three weeks ago, four weeks, four weeks ago, Journal Sentinel had a big article, which I read every ounce of it. <laughs> Uh, for subscribers, it says right here. I'm looking at it. So uh, you, you, you know, you gotta have premium access to the to the to the program there. But uh, a big long article about how affordable housing can actually be a a a way to combat some of the uh, segregation, some of the uh, poverty. It's it's just a good thing to do. <laughs> it's just it's a good thing. It, it works. Uh, and basically, they outline this big long thing that the that the states can and the states and the cities can do. That basically, you have to change some laws and you have to go in. You know, you have to do some finicking here, and you got to get all the counties on board, and then you got to do this, and you got to do this, and it's a big long process that no politician would ever undertake. But nevertheless, there is a there is a way out. There is a way, not necessarily a way out, but a way to improve the situation as it stands. And it just was funny that affordable housing. Uh, is now suddenly in the news as this big development. And obviously the laws have not been changed as long as, as I'm aware of. So some of the, you know, the zoning and you can zone for, I think you can zone, I think they said you could zone for specific race uh, or, or, you know, a certain, you know, it can't be all, you know, there's certain percentages of, of different rate, you know, you can't have 100% white or can't have 100% black or whatever it is. So obviously those are laws that need to be changed. But nevertheless, I did find that interesting. And if there is a time to uh, to key up the affordable housing to, 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 to try to combat some of the poverty, now would be, <laughs> now would be the time. Uh, now it's uh, the future looking not so bright. I just got this right now. Apparently, the National Guard is back in Madison, been activated yet again, uh, to to protect the Wisconsin state capitol this time around. Apparently, FBI told people, uh, told National Guard, told state police, told Governor Tony Evers that uh, he, they should be expecting some type of armed riot. <laughs> and uh, so, guess what happens? <laughs> just like everything else this year, National Guard gets activated, and we'll see. <laughs> but, uh, you know, again... 
I don't know. I just to, to, to let's just say just to say something one more time about this, it, it, the fact that this is still getting shoved under the rug now that we're in January of 2021. Uh, going back to what a high school history teacher told me, real smart guy. He said people do not riot, people do not overthrow the government when there is food on their table, and it rings very true because when you are content, when you are employed, when you have a family, when you are happy, there is really no reason to go you know, risk your life overthrowing the king or overthrowing the governor, or in this case, overthrowing the U.S. Capitol. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I think it very, very true that in a violent year, uh, it, it, we've had the epitome of that in the sense that their food is not on a lot of people's plates. A food, a roof is not over a lot of people's heads. There is a lot of other unnecessary factors. There is a lot of factors that uh, have caused people to, to, to go into that cycle of, 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 of stress and of, of shorter fuse and just no nonsense and you see you see the violence come out here we go another protest another violent protest another armed protest uh and you know i just compare it to the 60s not in the sense that it was 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 racially anything but in the sense that you had violent protests in the 60s because you had uh they call it the long hot summer of 1967 long hot summer you know it doesn't sound like a place you want to be people were antsy there was vietnam happening and there's all these other social economic issues that just caused people to just poo, just blow up Boom! Let's go burn down the Capitol. Boom! Let's go bur burn down uh, uh, the city of Kenosha. Uh, so you know it's. So I again, it keeps getting swept under the rug. No one will announce it. No one will acknowledge it. But in the most deadly year in Milwaukee history, not because of the pandemic, the most violent deadly year in the history of Milwaukee, maybe that rings rings bell. Maybe that rings true. That's sane. Uh, you don't go overthrowing the government when you got food on your table. And on a happier note. Milwaukee is in the spotlight yet again. No, 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 not another Democratic National Convention. Hopefully, not until 2024. Uh, not a, uh, not anything big. Uh, just another movie starring just in another movie. New Year's Eve resolution is coming to theaters near you or coming to your Hallmark channel <laughs> near you. Uh, Milwaukee is supposed to be the theme of the movie. It's supposed to be, quote-unquote, set in Milwaukee. Uh, I don't know what the plot is, but uh, Ra Aaron Rodgers is supposed to be there. Beer is supposed to be there. You know, the things that make Wisconsin and Milwaukee, Wisconsin and Milwaukee. So... Hopefully, unlike the last one, we uh, we missed our moment there. <laughs> uh, it was set in Canada. It was just a whole bunch of gobbledygook. This time, maybe we'll get uh, maybe we'll get something good. Maybe we'll get an actual movie set in Wisconsin. Um, so yeah, we're back in the spotlight. Way to go! Way to go, Milwaukee. <laughs> that is all we have for you today here on the Our City, Our Life, Our Milwaukee podcast. Crazy week, as I said. <laughs> I said so before. We'll see what happens with the uh, with the armed riots at the uh, in Madison. But uh, nevertheless, <laughs> nevertheless, if you enjoyed this podcast, if you enjoy any of our episodes, uh, if you if you like going a little bit deeper on the events uh, and the people and places that surround uh, Milwaukee or or Wisconsin in general, feel free to. Uh, subscribe to this podcast check out the archives you got all sorts of good stuff there uh rate review subscribe if you're a repeat listener that really helps us out uh and until next time we'll see you next time here on the rcdr life our milwaukee podcast